genre. Back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the logger end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us, uh, our final guest of the season and of our Movies by Minute career, Gosh, Cassandra darn. Fredrickson. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Um, so. And for those of you who didn't listen to Back to the Future Minute, she was also our first, very first guest of Movies by Minute stuff. So yeah, I can't we believe we decided to take this whole thing full circle. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What, Lorraine? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so as it opened, so it shall now close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> T- today we're preparing to annihilate minute 86, which begins with Andy throwing Gary to the ground, telling him why his life isn't as perfect as it seems and ends with Gary telling Andy that he got help, but it was just a bunch of people sitting around in a circle. Mm-hmm. So... This is kind of a miracle of a minute and filmmaking for me. Yeah. Just in terms of balancing tones. Yeah. Within seconds of each other. Yeah. And having none of it nullify any of the rest. Right. That there are moments in this that are achingly vulnerable and honest and human, mm-hmm. but then also little moments that are like silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all of it feels valid and none of it feels like it's undermining anything else. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, so a full disclosure and, and we'll go into, um, cast your, your, your overall thoughts on the film yeah. on uh, a later episode where like literally nothing happens. Yeah. Um, no, legit. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think that for, for someone who had never seen the movie before, um, I know you well enough to know the kinds of things that you like. Yes. And so I purposefully put you on this week. Nice. Because it was it's it's by far the most angsty. It it starts with angst and ends with like Doctor Who shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> so so I was like I was like, well, what's Cass's brand? I was That's like, well, I know brand. what we need to put her on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, were you? Were, I, I'll start here, and like I don't want your overall thoughts on the movie itself, because like I said, I want to save that. But were you surprised by how real and angsty this movie got toward the end? Um, I I don't know that I was surprised by it because it like starts that way. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, I um. Yeah, it doesn't come out of nowhere. The earnestness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I was surprised by um. What's his name? Andy? That's that's Nick Frost's character's name. Yeah, yeah. Nick Frost. Yeah, Andy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was surprised by the Andy stuff, um, but I wasn't surprised by the Gary stuff because Gary. <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. Um, yeah, this is what well, what I like about this though is. Um, you know, you're sort of watching this, or I should say, most people are probably watching this. I think there's there's a large, um, uh, you know, percentage of us watching this that recognize what Gary's actually going through. 
Mm -hmm. um, for what it is. But I think most people watching this movie are think that they're watching a movie about a goofy alcoholic. Sure, that's definitely what the visual language, you know, that's a, you know, it's a bit of misdirection on the movie's part. Right, right. And, and what you find here in this minute is the reveal of the sort of underlying issue. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, which is just full blown depression. Mm Um, you know, and, and I think that, yeah. And I think that that's usually some form of an underlying. There's usually like alcoholism isn't in in and of itself the problem. Mm-hmm. It's usually something else that people need to be dealing with. Um, an extension in or a, like a repercussion. Right, right. Where yeah. it's like it's usually side effect maybe being used More as like a salve of some sort. Yes, right. Um, uh, self medication, and uh, and then it gets that self medication then gets mm-hmm. becomes its own addiction, which is like, you know, its own thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's going on here with Gary um, pretty obviously. But I, I, I'm just sort of blown away by the movie's insistence of not looking away. Sure. You know, or, like, uh, like yeah, they're not, or, they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we did some goofy alcohol jokes. Like, ah, look at him. He's a dumb, silly drunk. But then also like, but like, you know, that dumb, silly drunk that like, you know, that you know, probably a lot of problems happening over there and and maybe you should recognize that and uh try and help if you can yeah it doesn't emotionally pull away right it doesn't disen the humor feels like something just happening organically yeah then or something happening without it knowing right then like the movie doing bits the way i feel like a lot of comedies right. would do mm-hmm. right it's a really intense minute but yeah. then right in the middle of it we have gary Popping up from behind the bar with his with his glass, looking at him, being like, "Yeah," and then like going makes, to get his. He makes like his a little speed racer move. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or we we have Andy's line where he's like, "For God's sakes, Gary, I like broke it. I pushed my hand through a pull a ring out of a robot's tummy." Yeah, right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's good. Now, one, I feel one, like I owe the character of Andy an apology real quick uh-huh. because I had been operating this entire season. On the assumption that the separation was like way further into the past than three weeks, mm-hmm. I that jarred me when she when he said that he, she took the kids and moved out three weeks ago. Well, I had forgotten that. Um, Cass, we've been working under this uh, the, this theory that, um, and it's not it's not confirmed here, and I don't think it's ever really confirmed in the movie. Um, but there was something about Andy's performance in this movie. Um, Nick Frost's performance as Andy, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, that felt like because here he says she left because I wasn't present enough, which doesn't feel mm-hmm. like enough to me. Like I, it, it feels like there's more there, and and all this season we've been sort of working under the theory that Andy had actually cheated on his wife, um, oh. and that's why. There, he has this scene. There's this scene early on when Gary comes and visits him. Yeah, at his office, yeah. where he is talking to his receptionist in Felicity. Felicity in such a curt, curt, and like overly professional manner that it it felt to us like there was something that there was something else happening there. And then also there's the, the fact that the movie makes a point of subjecting this character to the call of sirens. Right. Right. That feels deliberate mm-hmm. or like that's his trial that he has to go through mm-hmm. is like oh the form of like like a like temptation yeah we as, don't as well as like nostalgia and like pining for the past sure sure and we don't think that um 
which I think is intrinsically linked to if you have an affair with a younger woman. I think that that subconsciously or whatever. Yeah, yeah that nostalgia thing sub, is yeah. part of that. Um, but none of us have any kind of. Yeah, but <laughs> but I think I think that I think that um, Felicity specifically might not be the person that he had an affair with, but I feel like his relationship to her is almost like a reaction to what happened the last time with the previous receptionist or something like that. That was kind of where we were operating at, what our theory was. Um, And so I'm wondering if that happened maybe like a year ago or six months ago and she's, his wife is only just leaving now because she's like, you know what? I don't think this is working. I tried to work through this. It's not happening and I'm leaving. Because leaving just because he's not present enough doesn't feel like yeah, not an, an extreme yeah. enough of a reason. I don't know. What do you think, Cass? Um, I think it feels like the last straw sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of, of things that we just haven't been talking about or working through and like feeling like he's not paying enough attention to like when she is trying to talk. Like that's that's like one of my big things. I'm just like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Like, so yeah, no, that makes sense though. Do we think the wife knows that he had an affair or is his like not being present linked Mm. to him cheating and he feels guilty about it? Yeah, it could be that, that, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but that's, that could be uh, entirely possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we get Andy sort of laying bare a big part of his view on the world, uh, where he's like, yeah, you like, that's what, that's how you survive is you keep fighting. Yeah. Fighting Mm -hmm. is how we survive, which not giving up. I really like Mm -hmm. as a, would that be a metaphor or an allegory, but like for getting over alcoholism for getting over depression is it's just like it's this yeah it's not a thing that physical you can, therapy right it's 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 not a thing that you can just like let happen and just get over it like yeah. you have to keep fighting and yeah. keep moving that boulder up the hill mm-hmm. you know and i and i like that as a as a metaphor it, it, for that yeah and you can see why andy becomes a person with of such strong will because mm-hmm. he sees the necessity of it that without it he wouldn't have survived any of the, what he's weathered Mm-hmm. in his time and last in last week we we talked about how he was uh expressing his disappointment in gary mm-hmm. and the the script made it more clear what he was disappointed about is right. that he was disappointed in that this guy was his best friend and he just he's such a disappointment because he just never grew up mm-hmm. he never changed he's always been the same guy and it breaks his heart that he just never stopped being a fuck up. Yeah. Like and, maybe Andy was afraid what happened to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that it's um, his, I guess like connection, that emotional connection that he has to Gary here of like saying, you know, fighting is how we survive. And Gary seemingly, being unwilling to fight for himself, Andy is now fighting for him mm-hmm. like a knight. Uh, he's fighting for his king. He's fighting for his king. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is that's so gay, you, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this is this this movie's super gay if you want to read it that way. It for sure is. Even um, if it's but it's himself. great. Yeah. But it's 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 great. I mean, it. I just I I I love that. 
Um, and I love that, you know, Andy was like, no, this, this is not a king worth fighting for and let it go. But he just, he never, his loyalty can't be yeah, he overridden. Never, he never dropped that flag. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's still, he's still holding that flag. And, and now that he sees that he's at the end of his ropes, he's like, no, I can't, I can't let him go off the cliff. Yeah. Like I, I have to stop at least that from happening. Um, I have to protect them. I have yeah. to defend them. God, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, uh, and then we get, we also get the line of, um, you know, Gary talking about the golden mile being all he has, which yeah. is maybe the saddest thing I've ever heard. Uh, and it's and it's something that we talked a lot about last week with um, how this is the week that Gary kind of has shed all of his connections to a life, really. Yeah. Like, he's lost his musketeers. Mm-hmm. He's lost his, like, last, you know, potential for, like, maybe rekindling stuff with Sam. Right. His, like, kind of nostalgic relationship that he's built up. Right. Mm-hmm. And, he does, you know, so it's just becoming about. He has nothing like yeah yeah the only the only thing that he has is um, that salve mm-hmm. you know alcohol yeah that's it that's that's the only thing that's giving him happiness because all of all these friends are doing from from his perspective mm-hmm. is pissing him off abandoning him <laughs> abandoning yeah. him and annoying him and berating him mm-hmm. and keeping and, him from what he wants right right um, when you know all he wants is to have a good time and you know because. I think that's what is going on with the Golden Mile. It's just like it's the only thing that the only way that he knows how to be happy is drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thought maybe if I did it with my friends, maybe I could find something else too to hang on to. And that's maybe, what was missing. Yeah, maybe the alcohol isn't the only thing that could make me happy in this instance. Um, but that was a lie to himself, you know, and. Um, I think that realization of like, no, that's, that's the only thing that's going to make me happy right now because he doesn't want to put in the work. He doesn't want to fight through his depression and through his alcoholism. He's just going to succumb to it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I don't know. And there's some, uh, and there's also some fisticuffs. There are some fisticuffs, which are, which are good, like desperate fisticuffs. Yeah. Um, and again, like we've been doing this whole movie, I think the cool thing about the, the fight scenes in this movie, this, this fight scene, you know, the same way is, uh, the way that the choreography gives each of the characters a very specific goal. Mm-hmm. Gary wants to pull a pint. Andy wants to stop him. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and all of the fighting comes out of those two wants. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just, it makes the choreography, it gives the choreography so much more character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fighting through character as we've seen throughout the whole movie. Right. Right. Cass, what did you think of the fights of the Kung Fu fights? Um, it was very, um, satisfying on multiple levels, (laughs) seeing Nick Frost beat the shit out of robots. Uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Full burly action hero mode. Yes. Oh Yeah. But no, I like that. I like that this fight is like scrappy and like desperate, and it's really like intimate because they're just like we don't know how to talk about these feelings, so we're just gonna wrestle, like like <laughs> men, you you know, like men. Mm-hmm. Emotions through punching. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really good. Um, we was it last week where I uh, drew the comparison uh, between this and uh, uh, Civil War, the end of Civil War. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. It feels it yeah. it feel it's a very similar um, you know ending in terms of like here's these two guys in, in this scenario. Uh, Bucky is uh, is alcohol um, or the Golden Mile, um, <laughs> but that's but, all I have. Yeah, it's all I have. He's all I have. Um, and uh, equally as gay. Um, uh-huh. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I, know, I know you don't like him, Tony. Nobody likes him, but he's my special guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's it's very similar in just, like, these two guys are just, you know, in complete opposition with each other emotionally. Yeah. And uh, And it's, you know, despite being friends. And it's um yeah yeah it's hard to watch their love for each other is intertwined with their anger for each other right mm-hmm. their disappointment their disappointment frustration yeah yeah it's like the only reason they're fighting is because they care about each other so much mm-hmm. it'd be so easy for you know like yeah it'd be like 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 Stephen said last week like dude come on let's get out of here he's not worth it but even Stephen himself didn't follow his own advice because mm-hmm. these are the these are the musketeers right God I love his little like nod and pull so much. Yeah, so it's really good. Um, just like desperately reaching for <laughs> another pub glass <laughs> and getting pulled back by his coat, <laughs> his, uh, his beloved coat. Oh man. Um, yeah, the reveal of the bandage wrists—it's um, so great because it doesn't feel like contrived or forced. It feels like it's a—it's a genuine surprise. I remember the first time I saw the movie. I was, if you, I think you could hear it in the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's like, "Oh, shit!" Just got really real. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I remember just thinking, you know, the opening. It's not until like I saw it again that I realized, like, oh, none of them are wearing shoelaces. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all that sure surefire sign that this is a this is a you know a suicide prevention kind of lockup. Yeah. Oh, situation. see, I um, I didn't pick up on that when I was just watching it. Yeah, I well, I, I mean, either. you watched it the first time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a it, it's one of those details that you don't notice until you go see it again. And you're like, oh, this isn't an AA meeting. Yeah. Um, this is, a, this is this like a is, group therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then you notice it again 10 more times. <laughs> yes. Or 11 <laughs> more times. As the case may be. In theaters. Um, but yeah, you, you realize uh, that. You know the the circle that he was in the 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 clinic or wherever whatever it is that you would call that it wasn't a rehab clinic it's a it's a suicide so, prevention yeah, right it's yeah. like a I don't know if you still call those psych wards or what you would call that but like the the thing where you're like yeah suicide prevention and they're like okay you're gonna be here until we don't think you're gonna kill yourself yeah um, which yeah, is like you, you, like you yeah. see his you see his little room at the beginning and like right the first time I saw that I just thought that was just like his flat right. You start putting all of these pieces together and realize. And then earlier, of course, the bit where um, Andy tells him to show him their, his, his arm yeah. and he refuses. Mm-hmm. And you don't really understand why until this moment. And then you're like, oh, he doesn't mm-hmm. want them to know that, yeah. you know, he tried to kill him. How, yeah, how bad it got. Right. How, yeah. It's, yeah, it's painful. It's, it's, it's so, and it's, 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 it's operatic mm-hmm. and big, but raw. And yeah, it's so it's really cool. It's 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 really great how I'm glad there's a movie that deals with stuff like this the way that it is. Yeah. With like seriousness, but then also like it's a movie, you know? Yeah. 
it's it's not yeah it's it's, just, it's 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 a fun movie it's funny but then it can also be this just brutally raw and honest and emotional yeah uh, uh thing and because you know when you're watching something mm-hmm. and and they take a turn uh-huh and you're like oh no no wait what are you what are you doing yeah like like yeah it's like oh movie don't don't play with that uh-huh yeah <laughs> Um, but this, this feels, this is good. I think yeah. I think this is really good. Um, and I mean, to say nothing of the performances by these two mm-hmm. in this scene. Yeah, it's great. This is for me, like I, I think Nick Frost rules in this and, and like, I think he's so good. Um, but Simon Pegg, like I said this at the time, I mean, literally no one believe like mm-hmm. agreed with me or cared that i was saying this <laughs> because no one saw this movie or if they did they only saw it once and and just got about it, it bad yeah um and uh i i just i think simon peck should have gotten an oscar nomination for this i mean i think yeah. the performance is that good it's so it's a totally different character than he's ever played before mm-hmm. and it's it's completely three-dimensional yeah there's so many layers to gary king and in terms of like the skill in which you need you need to have to accomplish so many different changes in tone right and to switch from like chaplain level comedy yeah like physical comedy to right. like yeah this level of vulnerability that he has in this yeah. minute it's uh it's, it's great it's crazy it's crazy it's such a crazy good performance um but you know no movie is going to get nominated for an Oscar in which someone says, I punched my wedding ring out of a robot's tummy. <laughs> um, that's just never going to happen. And realistically, I'm aware of that. Sure. Not after Crash. <laughs> Not after Crash. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, do we have any other thoughts about this really intense minute? Um, I feel a little stupid because when I was watching it, like, I didn't even pick up the fact that he, like, had tried to commit suicide. <laughs> like, the, oh. the ho- like the hospital tag thing. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's weird. Like, I didn't realize it had got, like, I don't know. I think, like, at the time I was like, oh, he, he probably, like, got admitted uh, for, like, mm-hmm. overdosing or something. But I didn't realize, like, um. I, didn't, I didn't, like, take in the bandages on his arms gotcha. too. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, was, I had just saw yeah. the tag, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." So now, like talking with you guys about it, I'm just like, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens to me sometimes, where Oof. just like something <laughs> flies right, right over your head. Yeah. Sure. I mean, this. I think that's the problem with this movie. If there is a problem with it, is that it doesn't land with people the first time they see it. Like sure. you, you, it, it, there's so many details. There's so many layers that it's it, like impossible to uh, fully absorb on first viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, there's a lot of movies like that, that I come back to the second time and I'm like, Oh yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah. Where like the first time I'm like, Oh, I think I recognize that that was good. It just didn't connect with me for some reason. Sure. Or there was stuff I didn't get. Sure. It's or yeah or like an album where sometimes like an album that I love the first time I was like oh I don't know yeah I really all the songs just kind of bled together or sure something. yeah and then like you force yourself to listen to it more and then you kind yeah. of fall in love with it yeah or you, um, you find one song and you're Re- Reflector was like that for me which one uh, Reflect was it Reflector? definitely Reflector yeah because yeah, it was so long and sprawling and weird yeah that's the Arcade Fire album for those yeah. of you who don't know the album just by its name <laughs> um, sorry 
we're big arcade fire heads. We're starting an arcade fire podcast. <laughs> no, we are not. Um, <laughs> don't, don't promise people That's things right. that we're not. Don't keeping. jinx it. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I think I think if this movie has any major flaws, I think the the um, the fact that like I I don't think anyone's capable of fully absorbing this movie the first time they see it is a flaw. If if it could have if it mm-hmm. has a major flaw, I think that is a flaw. Um, because the problem is that they see it the once. And they're just like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't that was nothing. Whatever, yeah. I don't ever need to see that again. It's like, oh, but you really, I guess, through the you really do. There's so yeah. much. <laughs> I guess, like through the prism of like, there's no such thing as a perfect movie. Sure. If every movie has to have flaws, right? Then this that's a pretty cool flaw to have is that it's yeah. just kind of like the first viewing. There's it kind of there, it's trying to do so much and it does so much that it kind of does like overwhelm you or kind of leave you confused potentially the first time you watch it. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. Not that it's like you know, super heady. It's also like a Jackie Chan movie. Right. You know? It's just like giving you a lot of things to focus on. And like, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Cass's situation is exactly what I'm talking about. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. she was like, she focused on, she hyper focused on the, the wristband and didn't notice the bandages. Yeah. yeah. Cause the movie doesn't really, it doesn't yeah. like overrung it. Right. I don't know if that's the word, but yeah. it, the, it doesn't like the like, camera doesn't like, the camera doesn't linger on it. Right, um, yeah. and, and Andy wasn't like Gary. Did you try to kill yourself? Right, right. No, you know, that like, was just yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. like, yeah. It's, so it's it's, like, it's yeah. true to like you know like seeing someone's you know like did he like escape from the hospital? Did he just yes? Or, okay, yeah, because that's because <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, he did. yeah, yeah, he did because that's why we think his mom was calling oh, earlier, like he's missing. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. missing. I think, I think he's like legitimately missing. Oh my god. What a train yeah. wreck of a human being. Yes, and I know. He, and he picked a, the perfect time to do it because there's about to be no consequences to that. Yeah. But I think it's that's true. kind of like Edgar Wright's whole like aesthetic is overwhelming you with details. And it's like, if you miss him, you miss <laughs> him. Like, you know? That's very true. I never thought about that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whether it's Scott Pilgrim where you're like, you know, some a friend of yours tells you at a party or you read on IMDb that there are X's all over the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Is like, usually when this is going on, the details don't take away from the story. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the world's end, it's like the details actively, like without them, they detract from the story. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're not noticing them, um, you're not getting the full picture, which is which is harming the overall experience of the movie. Yeah. Whereas, like in Scott Pilgrim, not noticing all of the X's and numbers and shit everywhere doesn't really affect the, the totality of the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like noticing all of the details that he put into to Baby Driver, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like when people told me I watched that movie six times in theaters, six times. Never once did I notice that all of the lyrics to the song of him walking. To the get coffee oh, like on the wall are, yeah. are in graffiti and stuff all over the place. Um, I never noticed that in theaters, and it wasn't until I got it on Blu-ray that I finally watched it, mm-hmm. going in knowing that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Movies that play with time do that for me a lot. Like be they Christopher Nolan movies, mm-hmm. like The Prestige or Dunkirk in mm-hmm. particular, are fun to watch again. Yeah, uh, Little Women. Yes, is so rich upon rewarded view about uh, repeated viewings. Yes. Where you get to see all the different ways that the past and the future kind of bleed into each other. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. 
We all saw we all saw that together. Yeah, I we know. did. That's like that was a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good day. It was a great day. Um all right. Well, I think that's uh It would I be th- in the blue co- it would be in the warm color palette of our of our right? lives. Not the, it's true. not the cool color uh-huh. palette. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's when we go see it again and one of the chairs is empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh first my one. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one of us yeah. isn't there. Oh my but... god, no. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, I'll take the re-release. Uh well, we're happy to have you here. Uh be sure to go on our Facebook group, the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub, where we've been sharing anything from memes to related articles to just furthering the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love hearing from y'all. So uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, check out the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub. And if you're not on Facebook, don't join on our account, please. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute number 87. But for now, let's move it. <laughs>